Guess what? I'm moving country again. I don't know. Maybe a year. Maybe more. Where's home? Home's everywhere. I'm an expat. Hello, it's Pauline. Welcome to a new episode of Meet the Expats. Today I am with Thomas, an Englishman who moved to Hamburg in Germany to work in the gaming industry. Hello. And today we are going to discuss all the topics around relocating with work. Hi, Thomas. How are you? I'm 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 all right. Uh, give, given lockdowns and COVID, but yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing reasonably well. Yeah, is Germany still in full lockdown right now? Not full lockdown, but there is a. I would say probably temporary relaxation. Uh, okay. Just let the numbers go back up again, so we can go back into lockdown in a couple of weeks. Oh, fun. <laughs> Okay, well, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, I'm excited to talk a little bit more about relocating with work and the whole gaming industry. I'm not very familiar with it. Let's start with the beginning and maybe introduce yourself briefly and tell us how you moved to Hamburg in the first place. Okay, well, it's, it's, it's a long time ago now. I'm, I'm, I've, since then, I've gotten quite old. But um, So it all started arguably when I was at school. Um, I wanted to uh, I, I wanted to study physics, and I ended up doing so at Oxford. Right. But I was I was interested, obviously, beforehand. And one of the things I did when I was about I think twelve or thirteen years old is I I bought myself a a satellite dish uh, okay. and sort of scanned the heavens for various different TV channels. And basically, there's one satellite. Astra at 19 degrees east, for anyone who's interested, uh, <laughs> where all of the German TV is broadcast from. Okay. And uh, this was, it was unencrypted. And a lot of it was also in English with uh, German subtitles. So the stuff that was on the MTV, on the music channels, there's a lot of, you know, watching uh, things like Jersey Shore with... <laughs> Uh, with uh, although actually that might have come a little later, but you know uh, things like Punked uh, with in English but with German subtitles. That must um, be interesting. <laughs> exactly, and and I, I don't know. I just sort of like the idea of getting MTV for free because in the UK you have to pay for it. Because yeah. you had English TV shows, and of course the music was more or less the same. Okay, there was a little bit of German pop music, but I liked it. So I, I got interested in Germany kind of that way. When I actually went to university, um, I found myself surrounded by Germans. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of a lot of Germans at Oxford, and I had a little a little group of them that would follow me around. And uh, I ended up uh, getting into a relationship with one of them. I had a girlfriend um, who came from Hamburg, and after I graduated, after I finished my degree, this was two thousand and eight. So it was it was the global financial crisis. So. It was it was difficult for people to find work, right. um, so I decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Hamburg a try, and it turned out at first quite well. Um, I enjoyed myself. Uh, I was able to get um, work quite easily here. Um, surprisingly, at that time, apart from the very limited German that I had uh, managed to accrue through watching MTV, so I could sell a <laughs> ringtone. I couldn't really communicate with a real person, but I could okay. definitely. I could definitely sort of tell you how to download the crazy frog. <laughs> but yeah, I got uh, I got a job and uh, I, after a while, I ended up at a different games company from where I'm working now. And I really enjoyed the work. 
but I don't know. It was a little bit of a. It was a little bit difficult because I didn't feel like I was making the most of things. Uh, some it was. I wasn't able to speak fluently in German. Right. And some of the rules sort of annoyed me, and I I I felt a little bit I don't know a little bit cut off from my from my UK friends. So I actually decided to uh, go back to the UK. Okay. And I did that. So initially, when you moved, had you already a job, or you moved and looked for a job around there? No, I moved without having any kind of of plan or any kind okay. of job or, or really any money at all. I'm, I'm, you know, the kind of thing that is now unfortunately not right. possible for British people. Um, I just kind of turned up and uh, worked my way through and got some little student jobs at first, but ended up getting full time employment within like six months. Which is not bad, given no. also that you're saying you didn't really speak German. I mean, you had listened to German throughout your childhood, obviously, all the MTV songs. But, <laughs> but had you actually taken classes? I did a GCSE in it. <laughs> I think that's that's and that's uh, very limited. I don't think that's uh, something which really prepares you for anything. I could also through my GCSE, I could talk about my cat. <laughs> well, that's uh, a good start so... in an interview. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. So uh, living, living and working in Germany is a little bit, a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah. So I actually, but I felt a little bit. I don't know. I, I was annoyed that I didn't understand everything, and I was annoyed about being dependent on other people to get some basic stuff done. That was the thing that that was annoying me at the time, and the re that's the reason why I thought, okay, if everything worked out for me so easily in uh, in Hamburg. Um, I, I'll go back to the UK and I'll be successful. Everything will be fine. Okay. That didn't happen. Um, so I was <laughs> I was unemployed for the better part of a year, um, and um, I, I finally uh, got a job up in Edinburgh. Actually, after okay. I stayed with my mum for a while, um, but then uh, my my now ex girlfriend she she actually moved to Edinburgh to do a PhD there. Then I was able to get a job. Uh, in Edinburgh but it was a little bit of I don't know going back to the UK it was a little bit of a disappointment I actually realized that? That, well I missed I, I, it turns out some of the things I had taken for granted in Germany like for example public transport that hmm. works without you know too much question or um, even actually some of the rules that annoyed me at first so for example the requirements to stay reasonably quiet um after 8 p.m <laughs> you know i i, I was we, i was living next to someone who liked to play uh you know uh, loud like drum and bass music until like four o'clock in the morning right uh, when i moved back to the uk and uh i actually began to realize how much i missed hamburg and uh that i actually would like to go back so while i was still in the uk i decided okay i'm going to concentrate on learning german actually do it in a structured way okay um while i was unemployed i was able to you know uh, have time to have time to do that yeah so i used a, a website called memorize um and i was building up my own sort of vocabulary list i was uh, again watching german television and every single time there was something that i didn't understand i wrote it down and i added it to my list to to uh, to learn and i i had like a sort of two or three year period where i was Uh, doing at least half an hour a day, um, which is pretty good. 
it, it was kind of it's gamification it's kind of like one of those you, so you would in memorize you build up a streak and once you get past like 200 300 days you yeah. don't want to break that streak it's like okay. even if you're sick even if you're you know yeah. uh, you're, you're really busy if you lose the streak then that's the worst thing that, mm. at least for me it's the worst thing that can possibly happen <laughs> so um yeah so i was able to keep that up for, for, for quite a while and then a former colleague of mine from the previous games company mentioned that there would be a position at, at inner games where i where where i work now right. um was very interested in going back the you know, they made me a nice offer and they took care of of all of the the technicalities, all of the the organisational stuff to to get a, uh, or is to pay for the uh, the move over, right, to to Germany, and yeah, I've I've been here uh, working at Inno Games um, in Hamburg for oh good lord, it's seven and a half years now. Okay, so yeah, it's been a, a good few years. It has, yes. So about the whole relocation piece. How did Eno Games help you? So you talk about um, the the package to actually move uh, move all your things. Was there anything else? So 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 when I moved over, it was uh, it was basically they 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 paid for it and gave me a couple of tips on on you know international movers. Uh, but actually, since then, Eno Games actually does a lot more. So um, they not only provide you a flat there's an inner games flat that the okay. new international people can move into and they can stay there for a few months right. while uh, they're also looking for a, a more permanent place to mm. stay and they've also got i think agents uh, that actually look and get uh, invitations to viewings and take care of uh, help you uh, deal with the contractual stuff as well so actually since i did that in a game is actually they're providing even more support yeah so i meant i imagine there are a lot of internationals then that are recruited through this company oh yes so this is the thing so you know games is a it's a kind of fundamentally uh, international uh, business because there are just not enough germans with the talents that we're looking for mm. uh, uh, so for great game designers um you have to be uh, for example, looking at developers, you know, there's just simply not enough in Germany. So you have to look abroad and it's just easier also because we have English as the company language. Right. Um, we're a very multicultural place and uh, it's a it's a reasonably young environment, not very young. Mm. There are lots of people who have like sort of families as well, but um, it's kind of it's it's a it's a nice environment for younger expats to work and live and uh, yeah provide you with like a a really nice social circle right and so you mentioned english is the main language so there's not this requirement of you have to speak german fluently to be able to not at all, not at all. You, you, you don't have to speak any german really to to to, to start it in again of course you will uh, you, you'll have the opportunity to have in-house lessons. German lessons because you know okay Inner Games <laughs> is like an island of English speaking but we are within in, in the middle of Germany and uh, people do have to live their life outside and I really do encourage all the new people to make an effort to try and learn German, German because 
just like I had, you don't really get the best German experience if you don't at least understand a little bit mm. of what's going on. Yeah, of course. Just coming back to Inagens, it's it's quite impressive uh, the whole relocation package you're uh, you're talking about. I I do understand that that is a great way to actually attract talent. Uh, to, to Germany and actually make them move because it takes away all your hassle and all your scare of where am I going to live when I arrive and how do I find a flat and who do I talk to to know in which areas it is, uh, areas to live in. So, Yeah, and there's a lot of support there because, you know, so Hamburg is a beautiful city, but, mm-hmm. you know, as with any city, there are the nicer parts and there are the not, not necessarily so nice parts. And you, yeah. if you're moving into a flat without you know so so if you didn't have any support then you would probably have to look for a flat without even being here without getting an idea of the, um, the neighborhoods neighborhood, or... exactly whereas you know games with the no flat it allows you to to land as it were um, yeah. and then have a few months to to look about try and find a nice flat and they they set up like i can't remember the total number of uh flat viewings but it's not like you've they've made one flat viewing and then it's done mm. but it's uh several flat viewings and you yeah. can even choose uh between uh flats which are the nicest yeah <laughs> not always the case when you move <laughs> Indeed. and so what about your second integration in germany because this time you already knew hamburg you knew how germany worked you knew a little bit more about well what a german workplace is like although this one is very international were did you still have some surprises come across new challenges or were you expecting everything that more or less happened i i i would actually say that inno games is not really representative of a german workplace Mm -hmm. I'd say it's representative of a of a internet kind of startup right. uh, in in Germany, in so far as it's you know takes good care of the developers, takes good care of all of the employees, and uh, we have you know free fruit, food, we have barista bars, we have playstations, all that kind of stuff. To so so when I um, moved back in two thousand and thirteen. It was a lot smoother than the first time, hmm. but there was still a little bit of how do I put it? I, I actually ended up breaking up with my ex girlfriend uh, that sort of brought me over, uh, <laughs> and that was obviously a little bit, a little bit difficult because it was. A challenging time. It was for challenging you. because I kind of relied on her in a way to help me, you know, sort out my life. But once I was yeah. able to stand on my own two feet, then it kind of it undermined the relationship, and that in itself was actually quite difficult. So the the transition from being dependent on somebody to being independent was actually uh, something which which was a bit difficult, if you understand what I'm saying. But in terms of, it allowed, I, knowing the language was the most important thing, in my okay. opinion, um, because then you can understand what is going on, because there's yes. nothing, the, the way Germany works, the way the rules are, and the way people sort of address you, the way people 
talk to you. It having a a good understanding of the language allows you to understand what people's intentions are. So, mm. uh, so to give an idea of the uh, when I, ha- I got the first um, when I was in the first time here, um, I got a, a note through the door from a neighbour telling me that when I was watching television, it wasn't that the TV was too loud, but I was laughing too loud <laughs> and that my happiness was bothering them. <laughs> and back then I was absolutely horrified um, because I felt, because it was, you know, it was, it, it was translated for me that mm. the barrier to do something like that in the UK is so high that you must be a, you know, you must be literally ruining someone else's life before right. someone will say a word. Yeah. However, you know, I, I kept the note and I've kind of re- reread it. The way in which they they wrote it, it was kind of understanding, but it was a kind, it was, it was direct to me and saying, hey, this is the way things are. You know, I need to sleep at this time. Can you just take advantage? You know, and and it wasn't that they were too bothered by it. They were just saying they were just upfront is... about it. Exactly, and yeah. having that kind of self confidence to actually understand what's going on and not automatically assume the worst. Yeah, that is the uh, the difference. That's uh, yeah. It's all about getting the subtlety of the language and and the tone also it's but it takes a lot of time to get to that stage when it within a language mm-hmm. indeed indeed it does and uh, um i'm very thankful that that uh, i got there because it actually um it did end up paying out for me as it were because i have the uh, you know I have, the, I have the good luck to not only have British and Irish citizenship, but I was oh. also able to get the uh, get German citizenship before uh, the UK were uh, fully left the European Union. <laughs> so I have kind of like sort of still the sort of maximum flexibility and having having the German passport, having the German ID card has made things just so much easier for me. I, I no longer feel like an outsider here. I Last week, it was my birthday. And on my birthday, I had, I got a parking ticket. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> exactly. Indeed, indeed. But I am convinced that uh, the sign which was, which I parked next, said that I could park there. So right. I am currently appealing this. Mm. I'm appealing against a parking ticket. And it gives me, I'm a middle-aged man. I understand this. But it gives me a sense of self-satisfaction that I'm able to mm. appeal that and take care of these kind of things and not just accept a 15 euro fine. It makes right. me feel better about living here. So you mentioned you took German citizenship. What made you decide, okay, I want to go through this process? I want, I, I, I wanted to vote here. Mm-hmm. That was the, so that was, so, so I had already decided by 2016 that long term I want to stay in in yeah. Germany um, and now. exactly and it it was a little bit frustrating that I well I was already a little bit frustrated that I couldn't vote before mm-hmm. and after the Brexit referendum um, and the sort of 
the rise in Germany of you know uh, some more far right parties that I, I wanted I, I want to become a little bit more politically active to make sure that Germany doesn't make some of the same mistakes that the UK have been making recently and right. yeah take a little bit more active part in kind of forming the city in which I live yeah local life mm-hmm. nice and what is the process then for German citizenship so the um, requirements so the requirements are actually pretty pretty easy so um, if you have b2 level Germany German um, mm-hmm. and this is by the way a rule for Hamburg uh, it may vary in other German oh. federal states um, okay. but for for if you have that level of of, of German then you are said to have shown a, a special special effort to integrate yourself Okay. And um, that means that you can get citizenship after six years of residency, um, residency where you're working full time. Student being a student doesn't count necessarily, and that's what I took advantage of. So actually, I was able to count the time that I was he- here in Hamburg previously because I okay. also done a a German course back then. So I was able to prove. So that actually meant that uh, in 2018 already I got I got uh, German citizenship and um, it actually was more or less so after the Brexit referendum I uh, started uh, the process to get Irish citizenship as well as German <laughs> citizenship and actually the, um, the the German process was just as quick as the Irish one right so, so the Irish one is it because were you able to get it because you have family or had you done also the five years in Ireland? Uh, it's because of family. So it's your, family, it's your classic. Yeah. Um, my, yeah. my grandfather <laughs> was born on Ackle Island and that, that entitles me to... And it's kind of nice because, um, okay, I've only, I've only been to Ireland once. I went to Dublin for a weekend <laughs> when I was a child. Um, I'm, not, I'm not very Irish, although I do love Father Ted. Raised Catholic, that's the best Irishship. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was raised Catholic, so I, I, I have an I have an understanding. But it was kind of actually, I, I the the Irish uh, citizenship did come through a little bit before. But when I got it, it kind of enforced how how important it was for me to get the German one because I am not Irish. I don't yeah. feel cult. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't. I would identify more as German than Irish. Don't tell my Irish colleagues. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I wind up. I wind up massively because you know I just wave my passport in their faces and <laughs> they they get mildly annoyed at this British person who is uh, using the excuse to stay inside. I'll stay as an EU citizen. But yes. So you applied for both, but for different reasons. Then the Irish one was more because okay, Brexit is happening, and the German one really because that's where you feel home. Why not simply apply for the German one? So the Irish one was my my um, uh, my insurance uh, because I knew that at the point of application I was one hundred percent entitled to Irish citizenship and it was just a question of getting an entry on the foreign birth register and then applying for a passport and then job done. Okay. Whereas it wasn't clear at first that um, you would my get the German one. Previous, you know, yeah, my previous stay in Germany would have counted, and if it had been six years from uh when i moved in 2000 and 
at the end of 2013, beginning of 2014, that takes you through to 2020. And yeah. uh, at least at that early stage, the withdrawal agreement hadn't been uh, uh, agreed yet. And it was not clear whether or not I would still I'd be able to get the German citizenship mm. and gain the British one still. Yeah. Thankfully, at least up until uh, the beginning of this year, um, that remained possible. Um, but it was also quite. Imp- I, I I want to stay. I, I identify strongly, extreme, reasonably strongly as Germany, German, yeah. um, and I want to stay in Germany. But I also would have thought very carefully before giving up my British citizenship. Of course, I office. I. I I may need to go back and take care of my family or I, I want to have the ability to, to go back to the UK at yeah. any time. However, that also is a, an advantage to the Irish citizenship because that um, gives me the right to live in the UK, live and work in the UK um, under the current rules anyway. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my, I was playing sort of like citizenship poker. Yes, it sounds like that indeed. Which one should I trade in? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let's uh, move on to life in Hamburg a bit more. Of What is the vibe of this city? I, I really enjoyed the city. I found it very young and still quite culturally rich and dynamic and different to the rest of Germany that I'd seen. How would you sort of describe it? So how, how long did you, were you just visit? I just went for a weekend. Yes, just, I weekend, just okay. a weekend. <laughs> so the thing, the thing about living in Hamburg is, and the thing that I really appreciate about it, is that it is a big city. It has all of the things that you might need or want in a city. It has, you know, all of the brands. It has an Apple store. It has <laughs> a really active nightlife it has amazing restaurants it has amazing bars um and it has good public transport and there are jobs here Mm. it ticks all of the boxes but it's small enough that no one really pays too much attention to it so hamburg is one of those one of those cities that everyone vaguely has in sort of recollection but it's not going to be overwhelmed with tourists or you don't you don't feel like it's going to be like the the focus of some kind of you know terrorist attack or something mm-hmm. like that it's like it's not it's not and it's not a massive city like uh london or or berlin um mm. so you still have that sort of village character you know whenever whenever i actually leave this flat and i don't do do it all too often thanks to the situation but yeah. um, <laughs> i bump into somebody i know right that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing. But it's it's you 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 it's it's like living in a little village, in a way. But it's big enough to have everything that you would want. So it's big enough to be a nice place to live, but small enough to still be personable. Okay. And what would be your top recommendations there? Then I always ask for one bar, one restaurant, and a carte blanche, so a spot of your choice, which can be anything really. So basically, I've, I've, I've thought about this. Thankfully, I had a, a little bit of an opportunity to prepare. Um, in terms of, of the bar, um, I would definitely recommend the sofa bar. Okay. And it doesn't take much imagination. It's, it's a bar <laughs> with a bunch of sofas in it. 
it's like very cozy <laughs> exactly it's just very nice and you can sit down and it's also table service they come out and they you know they basically you go there you sit on a sofa and you get fed gin and tonics um until it's time to move on um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a kind it's a really nice relaxed environment once you get a seat hmm. um and once you've got a seat then you're there for a, a few hours and um it's a really nice it's a really nice start to the evening in terms of restaurants, uh, by the way, the sofa bar is in the Shansa area. Okay. Um, so um, in terms of restaurants, this is also in Shansa. Uh, it's uh, Lokmam. Uh, it's a really nice Turkish restaurant. But okay. the reason why I absolutely love it is because of the bread. Um, so specific they, about the breads. They, they, they make a kind of like a, oh, I've forgotten what it is in English, as a fladenbrot. It's like a sort of like a... Um, a flatbread. It, it kind of, yes, exactly, something like that. Um, and they do that on site in a like a stone oven. And I just, there's, I guess, this is one of the reasons why I came to Germany uh, in the first place as well. Is that <laughs> I'm a lover of, of fresh bread, and there are lots of bakeries here. And you know, there's nothing quite like um, the sort of slightly steaming, moist bread fresh from the oven. Obviously, all of the other food is great, but I could just eat their bread. <laughs> um, and uh, I really do I really do like that nice the carte blanche in terms of you know other things just to see my it's it's less less of a, a single thing but my recommendation for anybody who comes over to visit is that we have a, a bike sharing scheme um, right and the great thing about that is that uh, you the first half an hour is free mm. And you can just take a bike and there are stations practically everywhere in the center anyway. And um, it's very, you, you have absolutely no problem cycling for, you know, 20 minutes and then you drop off the bike and then you can start another rentals, drop it off yeah. and just use that to just explore and wander around. There's, there are so many things that you can see obviously when the weather's nice, but uh, you've got the Alster in the center, you've got the uh, massive Stadt Park, the, the sort of central the park in Barmbeck. Um, there's a, um, a, a planetarium in there as well. And then you can go to the really expensive area uh, by the, uh, uh, the Alistair sort of Winterhude. Um, you can just go around uh, the centre and you will find a nice bar. You know, maybe mm. there's a nice bar as well where on the Alster, which is on a pier and yeah. not to say that you should drink and cycle do not do that <laughs> but you can you can easily sort of flits between different locations and get a really good idea of what the city has to offer and also just have an amazing variety so i yeah. would actually recommend just going on a, on a bike ride that's my carte blanche recommendation Okay, and then before we wrap up, I'd like to ask you what your expat song would be or what sort of would remind you of Hamburg. Well, this is the thing. So so I I um uh I thought quite long and hard. This is it's a difficult question. I know. Yeah, it's difficult uh, to find one song, but exactly. it's always there's always a nice story behind every song, I feel, when people talk about them. 
Exactly. So, so basically, I, I, um, my, my first idea. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm going to be cheeky, and I'm gonna have two. Okay, um, let's put two in. I'll exactly. have a longer playlist then. <laughs> Indeed. So the first, the first one was kind of like it was Gloria Gaynor's "I Will Survive," because at first <laughs> it, was, it was, you know, it was, it was a little bit more, more difficult to start with, um, and then you have to sort of power through. But I realised that you know I, I would not be a good European if I didn't at least have one Eurovision entry in there. <laughs> The um, and what I'd like is going to be very niche, but um, a song that I kind of had on repeat, uh, particularly when I was coming back uh, the second time, was the 2011 Estonian entry uh, for uh, the Eurovision Song Contest, which actually took place in Germany. Um, It's Rockefeller Street, so by by Geta Yeni. And um, I don't know. It's just it's a kind of it's a it's a song that has a beat you can walk to. And when I was first when I first came back to Hamburg, I was walking around a lot, exploring the mm. place, and I had that in my headphones. And yeah, it felt like a song where my life was moving forward. I think you're the first Eurovision entry song in uh, in the podcast. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even, even, these are European expats, or um, not all. Like yeah. I, I've had a big, uh, a big mix, but it's uh, it's funny to to get a Eurovision one. It's a good change. I'm really looking forward to having <laughs> a Eurovision party at some point soon. I missed it uh, last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll link all of those tips and the songs, of course, in the comments. Uh, thank you for joining, Thomas. It was very interesting to see one how uh, Inno Games has accompanies really their employees uh, in in the move and really the effort that's put in, but also you as uh, a British citizen like choosing your new citizenships with uh with brexit and how you feel uh feel home in hamburg and want to get more involved in local life so thank you so much for joining thank you very much for having me as usual everything will be in the um, in the comments and if you enjoyed the episode please put a rating on apple podcast and stay tuned for the next one thanks <laughs>